Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, host of the Alexi podcast. And welcome to today's episode, which is the Lexi Lombard Variety Show, because on the drive here, I think I developed 90 different topics that I wanted to discuss, and I was obviously driving, so I couldn't take notes, so I have these various voice memos that I recorded, and they're nonsense. Like, I'll play you one to give a little context of where, how bare bones my concepts were, but I know what I'm talking about. First topic, my birthday, planning it, my appreciation for my friends, what the what the thing is, and we'll talk about what it ends up becoming. Also, the concept of masculinity, how much I love it, how much I love men, honestly. In a, like, and I mean it also platonically. So I have a couple that sound, you know, somewhat cohesive like that, and then the last one I have, because it was like a final thought. I have something to say about Bess. So welcome to this episode, everybody. Like the volume is a little bit on the louder side. So maybe I'll bring it down a little bit. I don't know if that helped at all. Yeah, I have a variety of topics that I want to discuss. Good, bad, complaints, book recommendations. Actually, let me play through my voice notes so I can remember what I wanted to talk about. I don't need to play them for you. The first thing I want to talk about is my drive. So I drive I'm like 45 minutes to an hour to the podcast studio every Monday and it's a little road trip. It's a little mini solo trip is how I think of it because it is honestly quite a long time. Like it's a, it's not only is it a long time, but it's quite a bit of miles and I cannot get a grip on how to get here. I have such a good sense of direction, but my maps all bets off. I have taken so many random side streets according to maps and Google Maps. I've had at least seven, I'm not exaggerating, maybe more, different routes that I take to get here. Even down to the final turn where it'll bring me to like one side of the street or sometimes I'll turn in on the other side of the street and it's so disorienting. So I have to be very much on, which is potentially a good thing because it's an early morning drive and we should be on while we're driving. So silly though, like I have my coffee, which I believe I've kicked my nasty little Starbucks habit that developed over the summer. If anyone has been listening, you might know. I discovered Starbucks cold foam a little late and I found it so delicious that I think I, in all definitions, I want to say it became a bit of an obsession. An addiction feels dramatic, but not far off from the behavior. Like, I would dream of it. (laughs) And Starbucks coffee, the actual cold brew, is not good. I was dreaming of the cup that they give the cold brew in and the cold foam and the mobile order. The fact that I can just, whoop, press a button, drive up, grab my cup, leave. This is going to relate back to the drive, I promise you. So I've been trying to recreate it at home in various ways, and I've made several purchases trying to replicate the experience, even down to purchasing plastic cups. Once those arrived, I was like, no, this is, (laughs) I have to return these. I have to return these. I didn't even open them. I was like, I can't. No, no. Something about a plastic cup at home, I draw the line. And then I think I've actually figured it out. So I found these cups that I do like that are not the same experience whatsoever, but they're an equally as nice experience. Also, I don't have a lid on it. I got this habit from my grandma. We will bring our cups from the house into the car. We're not going to put it in a easy-to-go container. We're just going to take whatever mug we've been drinking out of and take that in the car. 
She even does it when she goes to a coffee shop. She takes the lid off, so she doesn't even like lids to begin with. But anyway, I made this in a glass cup. So I'm sitting in my car, jamming out some music, going, I don't know, 65 miles an hour, casually sipping out of a glass cup. And something about that feels insane. The fact that I'm in a moving vehicle, like I'm going 60 to 70 miles per hour through space in this hard box, casually sipping my coffee, because you can't aggressively sip. I guess you could, but you know, I'll take a sip of my coffee right now. Yeah, it's like a slow process. So to do something so casual, i.e. sipping coffee, while doing something that though we believe is casual but isn't, driving a car on a highway, having a real moment there. And then I look over to the car on my right, and this woman is two hands on the wheel, so nervous, like she has like a scared face on, and is like right up close to the the windshield. Her shoulders were hunched, kind of on the younger side too, like was giving 30s. Like, ooh, don't want to trade places with you. I wouldn't want to be in that car. Look at me. I've got Lenny Kravitz on. I'm sipping my nice coffee. We're going to Venice. Life is good. And then I looked to the car on my left, and it's it's just amazing that within a highway where we're all in the same place, we are in all of our different realities. We are all on the same road. We are all in the same point of space, but we are all in different headspaces. Every car is its own reality, and the fact that all of these cars are driving at the exact same point on the same road, it's, it's a really interesting thing. Like, oh, I hate though. I hate when I see a distracted driver. There are so many distracted drivers in Los Angeles. Moving from New York, where I had a car towards the end of it, you have a lot of aggressive drivers, but people are at least on. Like, there's no time to be dilly-dallying in New York on the roads. I'm driving on the 405 here in Los Angeles, and I see someone literally watching Netflix in traffic. It's insane. It's it's insane. Every car, own reality, but some of the realities here in Los Angeles are nuts. Very concerning. But it was a good drive. It's a little cloudy. It's actually super cloudy. I was looking around for any piece of blue in the sky, though it's annoying to not be in sunny California that I dreamed of at the moment. Everything is really green. And I lived in California a f- several years ago, like seven years ago, and everything was so brown and crusty. So I do love seeing that everything is in a better state than it was before. But the caveat is that we have to experience a lot of rain and for a lot of rain, lots of clouds, overcast day, whatever. It was a fine drive here. My, was that my complaint? I had two complaints that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, my first one is that I never know how I'm going to get here. The maps are truly a surprise. Something's up with my maps because I missed a turn on the way here and then it saved me two minutes. Like, why are you not giving me the shorter route before? What's going on? My second complaint is on America. Dear United States of America, I understand that we are a capitalist society and you love to make money, but can you not work with us, please? And by can you not work with us, I mean, can you work with us, please? I received my first parking ticket of the year. Woohoo. I had parked on a private street 
was going to a brand event, didn't think that I would be there longer than 40 minutes. I was like, I'll take the risk. Said these words out loud to my friend. I was like, I don't care. If I get a ticket, whatever. I come back, I have a ticket. It's less than any of the tickets I received in New York. It's less than the tickets I would get for street cleaning when I lived in Los Angeles the first time. So I thought to myself, not that bad. I'll take it. I I took the risk. It's fine. So we go to dinner after the event. And while we're waiting for our food, I go to pay the parking ticket. It hasn't been put in the system yet. So I can't pay it. The next morning, I wake up. I go to pay the ticket. Still hasn't been put in the system. Now, I can't find the ticket, and I'm probably going to have to pay a higher fine because it might be paid late, and I know that they do that on purpose because the ticket had to be printed, so it was put in some system. It was typed out in some capacity because it had to go from the parking enforcement to a piece of paper to go in my windshield, but it's not in the system. I was ready to pay it immediately upon receiving it, and now I still haven't paid it. And it's been five days, four days. I have to like dig through my purses. I can't find it. Initially, the citation number that I had entered had saved on the tab on the website on my phone. I had the citation number. So I just kept going back to the website and refreshing with the citation number to see if it was available. And now I've refreshed it too many times and I lost the citation number and I can't find the ticket. And America, come on. I know that you're trying to make that extra dollar off of us, but don't you want to work with us? Don't you want to feel united? Come on. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. There's such a divide between the good of the citizens and whatever the hell the government wants to do. And this is just such a minute example of a larger issue. And it's crazy because it it does work on such a large but such a minute scale as well. And it's a really frustrating reality. But then other states don't have clean water. and And other schools are getting shot up. It's a whole whole horrible, disgusting, repulsive mess that is an unfriendly reminder. So those were my two complaints. One, that I don't know how to get here, and two, that the United States of America is broken. (laughs) Very much on the same level, huh? Let's go back to my voice notes. What else did I want to talk about? Music. Music. Rock music. Rock music. Wanting to time travel. (laughs) Wanting to time travel? Music? Rock music? Wanting to time travel? Back smartphone oh yeah spend a couple days going a little vacay the daisy jones and the six tweet let's talk about that it's dark it's not that dark i mean i guess it could be but it's whatever art no i don't have anything to say about art right now <laughs> okay flowers flowers quality difference in flowers something sure i need to look into hair 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 hair, hair. hair. <laughs> wow Clothes, shopping, <laughs> selling clothes, that's complicated. You really got me, you really got me. Girl, you really got me now. Okay. <laughs> Kelly Catrone. Kelly Catrone. Her book. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Books, yeah, that's what I want to talk about next. I'm always getting questions from you guys for book recommendations. I try to bring them up. You know, at least in every couple episodes, I'll discuss what book I'm reading, what book I just finished, and then I do have a couple episodes just about reading. I think one's called How to Read If You Hate It, and then the other one is the Lexi Lombard Book Club. But I brought the last two books I finished with me to the studio because they're references that I wanted to make. 
the first one was a fiction novel by Haruki Murakami called Norwegian Wood. It's my first Murakami book that I ever read. It's different than most of his books. It's a love story. It takes place in Japan. He's a Japanese author. It was a beautiful, sad, well-paced story. One of the critiques that he gets is that he's like a little horny, but whatever. He's a man writing a love story. I feel like inherently a man writing a love story, it would be a little horny. Like, I don't think... I think love and sex are quite intertwined in the male brain in a different way than the female brain, which is reminding me of the next topic that I do want to discuss, which is masculinity, masculinity and femininity. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I wanted to give a final update on this book because I was in the process of reading it when I first mentioned it, and I think the only time that I mentioned it, I have finished it, and it was so beautiful, and one of my favorite aspects about it is the the use of music and song references in the book so it's called Norwegian Wood based off of one of the characters favorite Beatles songs and oh I don't want to give it away I don't want to give it away but there's a list of songs that are included at the end that they play that part is where I lost it that part, I just thought it was so beautiful especially knowing the songs that they were saying you could hear them they're like the next song we played was this it's a beautiful book it's well done I could see myself reading it again at a later point I enjoyed all of the characters so the main character is Toro but they rarely refer to him as Toro they refer to him mostly by his last name but he is our main character and he is in love with Naoko which is how I was pronouncing it in my head. And Naoko is his dream girl, and she feels like a dream. I know she, like she is a living person, but you can feel that she lives right on the cusp of death. And somehow Murakami is able to make you feel as if she is in between both worlds. And it's just so skillful writing. It was so skillful writing. And then the book that followed it... Not the most skillful writing, no offense, Miss Catrone, but Kelly Catrone, PR Shark, judge on America's Next Top Model. She has two books, and the one that I read is called If You Have to Cry, Go Outside, and Other Things Your Mother Never Told You. So two of my friends and I, we were watching old clips on YouTube, compilations of Kelly Catrone and the various things that she said, because she's in the most kind way she's a see you next tuesday like there was one contestant on america's next top model that goes up to get her review at the end of the episode where they're going to talk about her photos and kelly catrone says i found that you were really rude to me on set and this little model is like no you were rude to me and kelly goes i'm done having this conversation i have nothing left to say to you like she is just <laughs> almost to the point of like are you delusional what's going on and while we're watching this my friend's like i think she has a book because we're like what a queen i want to read a cunty memoir from kelly catrone we look it up and it's called if you have to cry go outside sign me up i was buying this book to read prepared to get bullied that's what i wanted i wanted her to rip me a new one so the three of us had a book club Going from Murakami to Kelly Catrone's If You Have to Cry, Go Outside. Ooh, she's not, that's not what she does. She's a PR agent. That's what, how can I say this nicely? Because God forbid Kelly Catrone ever listens to this episode. Going from Murakami, a airtight, 
professional novelist to a PR agent, you can just tell that one person is an author and one person is a person that's writing a book. So just from that perspective, I I was just, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm having a real hard time insulting her because I'm scared of her. I'm scared of her. We, I don't think we even exist in too many overlapping planes, but you know, six degrees of separation, she might end up listening. Her story is that she moves from a town outside of Syracuse, like upstate New York, small town, is telling people, I want to go to New York, I want to go to New York, and they're like, no, 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 no. She moves to New York as a young girl to pursue her dreams of existing in New York City and getting involved in nightlife, having no money, but making some friends in high places. She's able to get the courage to do something bigger, and her skills seem to all align with a solid, impressive professional PR agent and that's what she ends up pursuing until she has a breakdown and moves to Los Angeles, goes broke, and reads tarot cards on Venice Beach. I was having a moment last night watching this random YouTube pick a card tarot reading, but then I'm like, should I start doing this? Should I start reading tarot cards on the beach in Venice? I was like, like Miss Catrone? Anyway, after she does this, she does build herself back up, goes back to New York, and becomes the PR shark that we know and love her for. Though the book was not bullying me, there were some crazy footnotes. Even just in the beginning of the book, she's talking about where she first lived when she lived in New York City. She moved to the East Village, was on Avenue C, talking about how it's now you know, it's not what it was. It's not the boutiques and noodle shops that it is today. It was it was actually like a really dangerous neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. Astra sign. At the bottom of the page, the footnote reads something that I'm like, what if I passed over this gem? It reads, a year after I moved to the neighborhood, an infamous pothead named Daniel Rakowitz would kill his ballerina girlfriend and serve her to Tompkins Square Park's homeless population in a soup. I'm sorry, What? hang on and then there were just the perfect lines that I was looking for like the things that I wanted I wanted the ironically deep superficial lines like that day in front of Erwan I felt true happiness and peace for the first time in my life and sister I promise you that was better than any drug I've ever taken like that's a real line from the book outside of Erwan she experienced <laughs> true peace and happiness I'm like mm-hmm, this is what I'm reading the book for but definitely read Norwegian Wood. Now I'm reading my first Toni Morrison book. You probably know her from Beloved or The Bluest Eye. I'm reading Sula right now. I'm a little less than halfway in, but God, similar to James Baldwin. James Baldwin's words read like butter. Toni Morrison's read like a song. It's beautiful. Her writing, I mean, granted, she's a Nobel Prize winner for it. It's just amazing. It's amazing because there's really calibers. There's calibers of music. There's calibers of art. There's calibers of everything. And it's like, if I hadn't read a book in a while and I read If You Have to Cry, Go Outside, I probably would have been like, that was good. That was cute. Thought it was a fine book. But reading it sandwiched between Murakami. You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? 
That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics. And Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can you can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. I'm a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. (laughs) And one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine you do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. It was time for me to create a website. It was a long time coming. I have a ton of graphic design that I've made back in the day, thumbnails I've made for YouTube, YouTube videos, hosting gigs that I want to be able to show as a portfolio. So I made one on Squarespace and this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. It truly is such a user-friendly experience when it comes to making websites. If you have no idea where to start, they can make it look gorgeous for you. It's very user-friendly. But then if you also have a very specific vision, you're able to do that here as well. They also have email campaigns. You can easily collect all of your email subscribers on your site and then build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. You can introduce your brand to subscribers with welcome emails or announce an upcoming sale or send your top customers a discount code. There's built-in analytics that measure the impact of every send. Head to squarespace.com slash Lexi and save 10% off on your first purchase of a website or domain using code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E. 
and Morrison? No wonder. <laughs> I'm like, you can see the difference. You can feel it. You can, you can, oh, the whole experience is different. And everything about Sula so far is so creative. And the imagination and the picture that's been painted is perfect from the fact that it takes place in a neighborhood or a town called The Bottom that lives on a hill. That's perfect. I mean, in the first chapter, they talk about this man who is so afraid of someone killing themselves and he creates National Suicide Day just so that if anyone's going to do it, do it today, you know? Do it today so we know. (laughs) No surprises. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And every time I pick up the book and I'm reading it, I'm amazed. I'm like, wow, how'd she think of that? How'd she think of that? And she has me feeling 500 different emotions all within a page. Suddenly I'm impressed and I'm giggling and then I feel sad, but it feels powerful. Yeah, can't wait to finish that book and give you a review. Okay, what else have I been doing in my life? What are the other topics I wanted to discuss? I've been buying flowers. So lately I've been on a bit of a tulip kick. I like to have fresh flowers in my apartment, normally in the living room in the kitchen, sometimes in my bedroom, but mostly the living room in the kitchen. I bought two bouquets from the grocery store and they honestly died pretty quickly and I purchased them before they had bloomed. So I was thinking, great, I'll have at least a week to watch them bloom and exist. Oh my god, they boom, bloomed so quickly and then turned brown. And then I went to one of my favorite little grocer markets and, I don't know, sandwich shop, bakery. Like this teeny little market. And they had a ton of flowers outside. And I saw tulips. And I'm like, okay, these are like double the price that I'm used to paying because it's such a nice place. But they looked pretty and I did want flowers and because my tulips had turned brown, I wanted to replace them. Ladies and gentlemen, my god, these are the most beautiful tulips. If you are, go check my Instagram story right now because I posted not one but two photos of them. I'll post another one so you can see, but they are completely erect. They are standing up so straight. They are tall and full and even the leaves have folded over the vase beautifully. I don't think I can go back. I don't think I can go back to just grocery store flowers anymore now that I've seen what there is. I mean, wow. Wow. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know. I don't know anything about gardening. I don't know what makes a flower of higher quality. All I know is the difference between what was in that vase last week and what's in that vase now. And I'm hooked. And I will be purchasing tulips until further notice. I went into that store with three of my friends and it was a cloudy Saturday. This is Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the big social things to do on the weekends is to go to the Los Feliz Flea or go to the Silver Lake Flea, but it was just kind of nasty and a little drizzly. So a few friends and I went to the flea and we were walking around and as soon as we entered, it was sucking the life out of me. I don't understand what had happened. But we all became drained and cranky as soon as we entered it. And I don't know if, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. And we decided to make the executive decision to leave. We got in the car and we were going to go back to our house and, I don't know, watch TV, whatever. Do something really low-key. But then Tin Fish was brought up. And me and Tyra are having a Tin Fish moment right now. We're like, we have to go to cookbook. We have to go to cookbook. We have to go to cookbook and we have to get tin fish and then as soon as we were in cookbook I was buying flowers and tin fish and these gorgeous strawberries that looked like they were out of a storybook yeah like a stinky cheese a gouda cheese Tara had already had a, a baguette from tartine and then we went 
over to this other shop and we got wine and we got more tin fish and we laid out this gorgeous spread and it was just absolutely marvelous and our joy had just all lifted it was so much nicer it was so much nicer than the feeling of the flea i was like dragging my feet in the flea looking at things like just touching them for you know when you're like i wasn't paying attention to anything i think there's a similar experience of not paying attention when you get to a restaurant you're looking at a menu and you realize i'm just looking at it i haven't read anything like my eyes are just in the direction of the menu but nothing is being comprehended that's similar to when you're shopping and you're not focused on shopping at all but yet you've been touching all the items like you're going through the racks touching each top same thing my point is that i was at the flea doing that and was not having a good time and then all of a sudden we have this gorgeous spread of delicious fruit and butter and bread and cheese and tin fish and sausage and whatever and it was magical and improved my mood and i ended up having a fabulous night out i went out to a birthday party and a house party afterward which the birthday party was vest themed the best which is a topic that i wanted to discuss when we had heard that the theme was vest day ever and everyone had to wear a vest tyra was like a vest no i want to look sexy i'm not gonna wear a vest but then we decided to lean into it and we wore sweater vests guys i've never been hit on or complimented more we were in a room with some of the sexiest, hottest, most attractive people I have ever seen that were wearing, how do you describe it? I own one and I almost wore it, but I was, and I was going to wear it with leather pants, but I was way too hot and I'm not talking about sexy. <laughs> it's a halter vest and it's low V, so you have some cleavage showing and then there's a couple buttons and then it's mostly an exposed back. Some of you will know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure if I'm doing my best at describing it. But there are some sexy people in sexy vests. But Tyra and I were the ones that were getting so much attention. So much attention. <laughs> it's a vest. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't tight. It was loose. I was even trying to safety pin mine to be a little bit tighter on my waist before leaving because it just felt so billowy and baggy. And then my friend was just like, I think you should wear it baggy. But that's the point. Like, that's how not conventionally sexy it was. But I felt so hot <laughs> in my vest and her and I were driving home talking. We were not driving home. We were intoxicated. We were absolutely in the back of a car Ubering home. I digress. We were like, what the hell? All of these outfits we've worn in the past out and it's the vest? That's when we're getting the attention? In the vest? <laughs> Is this the secret? Hang on. Even at the house party after. We were getting compliments. There's also a group of people that had come from the birthday party, so you could tell, like, who was there because we were wearing vests. But even, it's just, it was an eye-opening experience, let me tell you. And I will say that ultimately, I think people are the most attractive in something that they feel free in, something that they feel free to move and act, and they're not conscious of their body. And maybe in a white button-down and a sweater vest and a little skirt and boots. That is what we felt free to be ourselves in, maybe? Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I had a great time, had a great weekend, had a really sleepy, slap-happy Sunday. Like, I was napping on and off, reading in bed, watching YouTube tarot, watched the Oscars. 
it wasn't exciting for me because I hadn't watched a lot of the movies that were nominated. Of course, I watched Everything Everywhere all at once, which pretty much swept the board. But I've wanted to watch The Feeblemans. Is that even what it's called? Why does that feel wrong right now? The Steven Spielberg movie. Also wanted to watch EO. I haven't seen Tar, so wasn't like thriving during the Oscars, but did watch Rihanna and Lady Gaga. Why was Lady Gaga? Did anyone feel like Lady Gaga? Like what was going on with her? Was that just me? I don't know. But I was lying on the carpet <laughs> with my friends in the living room because they were watching it with us. And I, anytime a question was asked or I was speaking, I was like, no, no, no. There's, I have nothing to offer in this time. I have, I have five brain cells, which is more than I have sometimes, but not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Brain was not, not all the gears were on yesterday, but I was in a good mood. And then I slept and now we're here. Last week was good. I've been working on a project that once it's done, I'm so excited to have. Should I tell you what I'm working on? Why not? A lot of people are like, I'll tell you later. I want a, st- I want a store. I want almost like an online department store situation where when I'm referencing a notebook or a book or shoes or my shower head, like an Amazon storefront, but I want it to be chicer, one gorgeous little site that you can go to. I want to create merch, and I want you to also buy the merch on that site. Visually, I want it to be a nicer experience, and I want to be able to put a little bit of text and commentary about what I think about the item. When you go onto the site, you can see the things that I have in my house, you know? Like, that's the lamp I have. That's the tray that I keep my perfumes on things of that sort. There's just a lot of communicating back and forth with the brands that I want to be a part of it. And then also in the process of designing merch and deciding who to work with for that. So that's kind of what I've been working on for the past week. I want that. I want to have that as a general hub. Also for when I'm recommending something on this podcast, I can just put that that one site and then it can just be there. Because a lot of times I would have links to something and it would just stay in the episode or in the description box of that video. And a lot of the things that I want are not on Amazon, but I want it to be my own site. So I've been working on that. I've also been hanging out with friends and I've been hanging out with more guy friends than normal. And this has been something that I've been wishing for a minute now to have guy friends again. I was such a tomboy growing up and I had a few more guy friends than I had girlfriends. I've always had a pretty even amount. But when I left Virginia and I moved to Los Angeles, I had a boyfriend and I was hanging out with girls and gays. It felt like the only men that were talking to me were ones that were interested in pursuing something sexually or romantically. I love masculine energy platonically as well as romantically. I know this thought is not very progressive, but I think maybe on a subconscious level, I've been a part of the dismissal of straight men to the point of not really having any straight guy friends. How am I supposed to have this conversation? This is not fully fleshed out. This is not a fully fleshed out thought. As I left high school in my town in Virginia, I moved to Los Angeles and I moved to New York and I just found myself gravitating more towards girls and gay guys and just wasn't having straight guy friends. There just weren't that many straight guys that I found common interest in in the social media world. Then I went to design school, same thing. Straight men were few and far between. 
And then when I was meeting straight guys, they rarely wanted to be friends. That wasn't what they were interested in. And I was starting to believe that I would never really have guy friends again like that in the same way that I did when I was growing up. And as of recently, I now am starting to feel like I do have guy friends that are just friends. And I can hang out with them one-on-one as friends. And that's so nice. That it was something that I was missing and I didn't realize how badly I was actually missing it. I had acknowledged that it wasn't a part of my life these days, but getting it back made me realize that it was something that I was missing. It's a, it's a certain energy that only, I don't know, that I, I wasn't receiving. And I don't know, it's a, it's a, like I said, this thought hasn't been fully fleshed out yet. I don't even know if I'm wording it correctly. The point, I suppose, is just that I have gratitude for guy friends. And I'm glad that I'm having them in my life again. And I'm going to have them my birthday because my birthday is on Wednesday, March 15th, 1996. That is the day that I entered the world. I am having a party at my house, which I did not expect. I like to run away for my birthday. I used to think, oh, birthday trip. I like to be somewhere else until my trip that I had planned for this birthday was no longer able to happen due to circumstances of me being a stupid head. (laughs) Stupid, stupid, stupid. The idea of having to stay home on my birthday was ruining me. And then I realized, oh, you don't go on trips for your birthday. You run away. You're running. You're You're avoiding because you don't like the idea of people, your loved ones, having a normal day on your birthday and not spending it with you? Maybe? Similar to the guy thing, not a fully fleshed out thought. I decided that I'm going to have a little party in my house, invite some friends over for some birthday cake, some margaritas, and some dirty martinis, and let's laugh, let's dance, let's chat, let's giggle. That's the goal. So that's what I'm going to do. And I want to make a playlist. Right now, when I'm alone, I just go onto Spotify and I play my liked songs. And that was fine for a while when all of my liked songs were in a similar vein. But right now I have rock and roll, old jazz music, and dubstep. Because I, would it be called dubstep? I'm really thinking of, of mostly Skrillex's new album. And it's this weird variety. And then I have a little bit of Alabama shakes, some Caliuchis. And uh, because of that, I'm like, let's let's maybe make a playlist. But I have been loving jazz and rock and roll lately. It is bringing me so much joy. I was listening to a podcast when I first got in the car this morning. And I found myself getting so bored. I'm like, I actually don't care about this at all. So I put on a song and then I was really having a good time. Music has been really good lately. I've been exploring a ton of music. This year has been a good year of music for me. Last year, it was a ton of Gibeon, a ton of Bad Bunny. This year, this year it's been like, ooh.
I don't know why I was saying jazz. I really mean blues. Those were some of the songs I listened to. We have Crazy Little Thing Called Love, Are You Gonna Go My Way, Straight Shooter, You Really Got Me, Snatch It Back and Hold It, Shoo Rah Shoo Rah, Pop Was a Rolling Stone. It's been, it's been a fun time. Like every time one of the songs comes on, my head is jamming. My head is banging. And I'm sipping my coffee and I'm on the highway. And I'm like, this is so casual and not. It also feels like a mini time travel. I like to pretend that that's just the music of right now and that I haven't heard anything else. A popular book that has just been turned into a series is Daisy Jones and the Six, and I saw this tweet that someone had made of the cast members of it because it's a kind of loosely, I don't know how loosely, but somewhat based off of Fleetwood Mac, and Daisy Jones is supposedly Stevie Nicks. So the show is recreating a storyline that takes place in the 70s, and someone had put a side-by-side photo of the cast of Almost Famous with the new cast of Daisy Jones and the Six. And the tweet said, just look at the difference. One is straight out of 1973 and the other is so costumey. Those people look like they've got an iPhone 14 in their pocket. And someone quote tweeted it and was like, gotta be honest, and I mean this in no disrespect, but I think it's less about the costumes and more about the fact that the cast of Almost Famous doesn't have terminal I know what smartphones are face. I'm like, oh my god, we'll never be able to go back. We all know what they are. And then zooming into this almost famous, I have this in my likes on my tweets if you want to pull it up, but zooming into all the cast of almost famous, I'm like, yeah, they didn't have smartphones when they were smiling for this photo. (laughs) So different than the ones next to it. It's like, we just do know. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it is a thing. And my heart sunk a little bit. Oh, well, it is what it is, you know? There's not a whole lot that we can do. And because I had so many things to say, I'm going to save the Q&A for next week. I intended on discussing work in this episode. That's what I wanted to discuss. The concept of work, how it's been evolving, how we've had it wrong, and maybe we're on the way to get it a little bit more right. I think COVID actually did help a tad. That being said, I do think people still enjoy having purpose and work, though having a nine to five, I don't think is good on the mental. I also don't think that spending day in and day out at home is not great for the mental. And I asked for your guys' questions on Instagram all about work and that feels like it should be an entire episode and I'll maybe save that. So instead... I want to thank you all so much for listening to my little variety show today. And if you liked it, let me know wherever you're listening to this. Take a photo, post it on your story. I love seeing you guys on walks, in the car, in your home. Someone was like, someone had a photo of their flowers and they're like just playing the At Lexi podcast for my plants. I love it. I love it all. And I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you next week. XOXO, Lexi.